Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another today here on the Growing Green Podcast. Super excited to come to you today with another fresh new guest interview. And this is actually a returning guest to the show that we have. Uh, Cornell, you were on just recently, right? Yeah. Maybe like a month ago? Two months I don't ago? know, man. I don't remember how it's long it's It's all melting together. I'm on a lot of stuff these days, it seems. But it wasn't too long ago, I don't think, no. Yeah, I don't think it's been that long. But we got Cornell Mack with us, uh, Mack Lawn and Landscape, on the attack with Mack, uh, Lawn Care Power Moves, all... Cornell's all over the place now. Uh, if you haven't heard of Cornell, you're probably living on that rock. So he's got a really, really good uh, lawn maintenance company that he's got rocking up in Pittsburgh, PA. Pennsylvania. That's what I thought. Yep, right outside of, right outside of uh, Pittsburgh. And so I think last time we talked about like you're near the Brentsels, so you've seen some of their operation. That's the familiar face up there that I know. Yeah, they they live in Irwin or something. Norwin, Norwin or Irwin over there. They're yeah. about 20 minutes from me. I've never been to their place though. Yeah. Um, but I do know them because of the together in the trades uh, thing sure. that we went to last year. So let's just hop in, man. I, I want to talk about a lot of things we've got going on. We are in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Um, we're sitting in the Creator Clubhouse Studios, which is super cool. We're super thankful for this opportunity. I want to give thanks to the uh, Naylor Talley Affair, the LCR Summit, for putting on an awesome event this weekend where we got to come together and just network with other like-minded business owners. Uh, it's been an awesome time getting to be around people who – have done uh, big things, gone big places, made lots and lots of money, built some great teams along the way, and I've learned a lot. Um, I don't want to do a full recap show on that, but I do want to hear some of the things that you've taken away from this event, some things that I've taken away, and kind of dive into those a little bit because some of the people that I've gotten to have conversation with, uh, I never thought I would ever be able to sit in a room with somebody right. like that. And being able to get get around them and just really like literally break bread uh, and talk conversation like this has just – opened my eyes to so many things. It showed me how far I can actually go in my company, how much we can grow and change uh, in the future. So I want to kind of dive into some of that, uh, hear some of your story uh, of where, where the, what this event has done for you as far as walking away from here on how you can, um, how you can change your future, whether that be growing your content side, growing your, your landscape company, whatever that is, but also just being a uh, gro- growing your future and yourself. Like it's, I think you're a big self-development, like yes, grow sir. yourself. Um, it's, it's taking time to do that. So let's walk through some of that. I mean, walk us through kind of what the events look like for you and then just some key takeaways that you've had so far. Well, my biggest reason for coming was to learn the social media side better when it comes to like building your brand as an online presence. We've all learned how to do lawn care and marketing and things for that uh, that's normally what you're going to get when you come to an event like this. This one has been different uh, because it has placed an emphasis on doing the social media side of things, learning how to monetize things, learning how to get sponsorships. Um, and that's been my main focus with coming here. And from 
second one when Mr. Producer also I wanted to see who he actually was. Yeah. So the mystique has been building around Mr. Producer for so long. I was like, I want to see who this guy is. Um, but from the second he was the first speaker um, on the first day, from the second he opened his mouth until we got finished that day, it was nonstop, like great information to help me do what I want to do. And that's, you know, I'm a big proponent on that. You can't do what other people think you should do. You got to do what you want to do. And what I want to do is to help more people, you know, on social media. And so we have to grow social media to do that. And I felt like as soon as I sat down, that was exactly what I got, exactly what I expected to get, which was good information on how to be better uh, as it pertains to social media and growing that side of things on the business. You talk about not wanting to be too focused on other people's opinions of you and like doing what other people want you to do. I think it's really easy to get caught up in that in today's world of you get on social media. There's a lot of people who are doing big things and they want you, they, you think that they want you to do something and like you will make your whole life revolve around something that someone else is doing and you're not, you're not following, you're not creating your own path. You're following mm -hmm. someone else's and in the in the world that we live in now, like how how are you moving forward trying to just make your own like brand your own uh, be creative on your own and all while following good tips and things that other people tell you along the way, but making your own path to to greatness for for Mac and and Mac landscaping and your family, just by kind of doing the same thing I've been doing my entire life, which is you see the people who are successful at doing the thing that you would like to do. And you emulate it long enough that you can learn how they're doing the thing and then you can tweak it to make it your own. So for whenever I was a young kid, I watched a whole bunch of different basketball players, different football players, and then I would try their moves. And to my surprise, the Michael Jordan fadeaway for someone who's 5'8", if someone who's 5'8 is guarding me, it works. How do I know? Because I seen Michael Jordan do it. Then I went to the basketball court. I practiced it. And then I attempted to try it in the game. And when it started to work in the game, I realized, oh, I got something here. And he actually has something that I can use to make myself better. And that's exactly what this whole thing on social media has been. It's like you see people, you see, you see the people who are successful doing social media. You see what they're doing. And you use some of that. You learn from that. You ask those people questions. They will help you. You know, it's, it's crazy, but they will help you. And then you start to emulate those things until you can be, you know, put your own twist on it to make it yours. And that's basically what I've been doing. Uh, but I only talk about the things that I care about, which is what makes me different from the next person, because they're talking about what they care about. So you won't be the same as that person if you just focus on yourself and what you're doing. I ain't trying to be anyone else, but I'm watching to see how they do things so that I can pick up those little tips and tricks uh, to enhance how I do my thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, you've all mm -hmm. heard that. I mean, everything is just being recreated, but you got to recreate with your own. And, exactly. And we were talking today, like, how um, a hot topic of this of this. Uh, seminar has been how can we create content to reach our target customer in our business mm. not a b2b piece of content like what we're doing with this podcast we're reaching other business owners right but for all of us that own businesses and actually um, run them every day we're listening to this kind of content to 
make each other better and to grow our businesses. But how can we actually create that piece of content and uh, create that brand to relate to the customers out there that we're actually serving in our day-to-day service business? And no one has has had an answer so far. Uh, It's kind of just (laughs) like, that's the million-dollar question. Like, who is do? I haven't seen anyone that's done that effectively um, and has actually grown that brand to where – you are engaging with your target audience, your actual customer base. And so um, talking about being creative and creating your own path, like I think that it's so crucial um, that you do that because whether it be creating content B2B like this or B2C, uh, us to our customers, we have to create our own brand. I have to have Growing Green Landscapes have its own brand and it has to be um, doing its own thing. I can't mimic what somebody else in our city is doing. We have to do our own thing. We have to set ourselves apart. And it's, and it's business principles 101. What's, what problem are you solving for your for your customer and how are you doing it better or differently than mm-hmm. your competitor out there? And so it's the same thing when you're creating content or um, just trying to create a brand in general. How are you different? What are you doing differently? How, how are you serving others? And I think that we both are alike in that aspect of like we just both want to serve. We both want to give to people. Yeah. We both want to teach people and help people learn because – I've had, I've learned so much from others. Like I just want to give as much as I've learned and then try to even add to that. Yeah, no doubt. At the end of the day, that is how you're remembered. No one cares if you had a million dollars. They do care though, if you impacted their life in a certain way, right? That's why people can say what they want, but that's why I always talk about Keith. That's why I talk about Brian because they impacted my life, right? And if you can impact someone's life through social media that's a win for me. Like it's not about money. It's more so about that. And that's kind of where I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yeah, the impact you leave, the right. impact. Like at my funeral, I want there to be a long procession. I say that a lot. It's not to be morbid. It's that means I had an impact on someone's life and that's the ultimate uh, success to me. It's not having a whole bunch of money. It's doing something for you. You know, do something for the person that's next to you, because when you when they come around and they tell other people, you'll be a part of their story. That's how we live forever. And that's important to me. So, mm, yeah, I like that. You you relate and you, and it's just it's just having that servant's heart, that giving mentality. Um, and that's what you that's what you're going to be remembered for. And I think that there's so many people in our industry who are trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that growing a business is that's kind of that's kind of my goal is like how how can we give to others and, and the business is um the, the the gateway to get there it's kind of like this is my my step in the process the vehicle um, yeah exactly it's mm-hmm. the vehicle to get there and so um i have started a trash can cleaning company now and i have growing green and it's like those two are gonna hopefully propel us forward to where we can employ more people um, create a, a culture that they want to come uh, be around, uh, just have opportunity for them to grow, and then also uh, for us to help other people out there in the world. So it's a, it's an awesome opportunity being able to create this stuff for ourselves and, and just try to change uh, the future of, of not only our families but a bunch of other people's families as well. Um, it, that's what that's kind of what it is about. So what is uh, what is one thing you think that has been the hardest for you in business? Like what is a an unexpected challenge you've had come up along the way that you've had to navigate the waters of figuring out how to get through it? At the beginning, it was really not knowing. I had no, it was ignorance. I had no knowledge on 
how to operate a business. I didn't know anyone who had a business. And we're talking about lawn care is uh, generally easy, um, but business is not necessarily easy. And I could go and cut grass. That was nothing. I could trim shrubs. I could do all of that stuff. But how do you monetize it? It's like where I'm at right now when it comes to the social media stuff. Like I can film a video, I can record a podcast, but how do you make money with it? Um, There was videos out there that could help me with the making of the money, but then there wasn't a lot when it came to like how to actually operate the business. So right at the beginning, it was just a trial and error of going through growing pains, trying to learn, you know, driving all over the place to make a little bit of money, which I thought was a lot of money at the time. Right. When you're driving all over the place, you don't realize that the 45 minutes that it took you to get from Mrs. Jones houses to Mrs. Jackson's house. You should be getting paid like you, you got to figure out a way to get paid. How do you do that? By you got to raise your prices, which covers that time, you know. And so the at the early stages, that was the mo- that was challenging for me was just learning all of the stuff that you got to learn. Like it's not a little bit of stuff. When it comes to business, it's a lot of stuff that you got to learn. So and I'm still learning like I I do not have it figured out even eight years in. So uh, it's just been that trying to learn as much as I can has been the biggest challenge because we might have an unlimited capacity for learning. But that only starts as you start to learn, you realize that you can learn more. So um, now it's not so much of a challenge, uh, but it was that at the beginning was just a lack of knowledge. And there wasn't a lot of content yet uh, that was out there for us to be able to get that knowledge. So what has been your uh, go to source of learning? How have you learned the most? YouTube, YouTube University and podcast. Um, Starting with you before I ever had a podcast, you had one, you know, the other people have them. And I was listening to all of those just trying to learn what the best practices were. And again, like I said earlier, when you hear people's tips and tricks, it's almost like Michael Jordan's fadeaway or the Euro step or, you know, you learn in all these different techniques. And I just started to hear those different things and started to implement those in. And it, it changed things for me. It made it it made it easier to learn new things by just listening to you guys. So it was listening to podcasts, uh, watching YouTube videos and then my own trial and error because I can watch Michael Jordan shoot a fadeaway but if I didn't go practice how to do it myself it still wouldn't have worked in the game so I had to watch YouTube listen to podcasts ask people questions DM people and then go out and put those things into practice like on my own starting in my own yard like I would go to the basketball court by myself first practice Allen Iverson's crossover and then after I felt comfortable with it, take it out to the court and actually use it on someone, try to beat someone to the hoop with that crossover. And it's the same thing with this. I had to hear about route density first or actually raising the price, you know, going from being that $35 guy to what now we are a $63 guy. Um, but I had to practice that. Like I had to say it in the mirror a few times. You know, for whenever people would call when they get this increase letter I'm about to send them, right? I had to send that out first, but I had to do some role playing in the mirror for, sure. for whenever Miss Jackson comes back to me and she's like, uh-uh, we was paying $45 last year. 
how dare you raise our price to $55? And I had to tell her, well, last year I didn't have an employee. Last year we weren't doing this, 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 and this. You know, I had to have all these reasons, but I had to practice that first. And so I didn't even know that that was something that you could do until I started to watch YouTube and listen to podcasts. And so not to give you that long winded answer, but that was what I had to do. It's like all of that stuff. That's good. I know you, you like the comparison to, uh, basketball a lot. And, and I referee basketball, referee high school basketball. So in doing that, it's kind of the same. They always teach us in our meetings, like go get in front of the mirror, practice your punches, um, be confident in your calls. And that's like knowledge without action is useless. Right. And if I know how to blow the call and I, and I'm not confident in it and I don't take action, I don't go stand in front of the mirror and practice. If you didn't get in front of the mirror and practice talking to that lady and telling her why your value is so much, why it's worth $65, why you should be their provider. Right. Like if you don't practice that, you you can know you're supposed to practice. All this stuff we talked about today, we sat in there and we heard market. We heard hire the right people. We heard do all these things in your business. If you know how to do them but you don't take action, it's useless. It's <laughs> wasted. Like you're wasting, you're wasting space in your brain. Like go fill it with something else if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do anything with it, and I think that's what so many guys get caught up in. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not to say I haven't either in the past. Like I've been in that position where I've I've consumed. Uh, we had just had that conversation about consuming yeah. versus creating. Like I've consumed, but I haven't turned that consumption into creation. And that's the passion that I have now. Like I'm gonna consume content. I will always consume content. I will always consume uh, other people's advice. Like we were talking about. Guys, I, dude, if I if I know that this person is going to help me grow my company or grow whatever venture it is that you're trying to get into, social media, whatever, and they have a dollar rate that they can put on their time and you can buy their time to speak to them and, and learn years and years and years of knowledge from what it's taking them to get through, and you can learn that in an hour or two hours or a day or a month coaching program, whatever it may be, like, that is almost priceless. Like, I can learn years of experience. And I can learn that. But what I see happen is guys do that. They do the coaching. They take the programs. They get in here. They pay the, they pay the cost. They make the investment. But they take no action. Mm-mm-mm. And when you take no action, it's like, guys, it's, it's useless. It's useless. You might as well just went and burn that money. Yeah, it's sad um, that people are like that. And I, uh, I, not to say that I'm not like that sometimes. We all are. But that is because people are fearful. Because maybe they've never experienced something before. Just like this podcasting studio that we're in right now. It's magnificent. It's intimidating to sit here and have cameras on you. And this microphone, I'm so used to having all these other things. But people don't do things because they're afraid. They don't raise their price because they're afraid they're going to lose their clients. Never considering the fact that if you have 100 clients and you're, they're all paying $25, if you raised your price 100% to $50 and 50% of those customers cut you, you make the same amount of money with half of the work. And all you have to do to do that is try it. Then tell me I'm a liar when you do it (laughs) and it don't work because it worked for me. It worked for Jeremiah. It worked for every person that I know that has done this. It has worked. I'm not saying raise your stuff 100%. But if you raise your price just a little bit, 
you will see the results in your pocket, which will lead to happiness. And that's what I'm all about. You know that, Jeremiah. For sure. Just be happy, man. I want to be happy. And when you raise your price, you also have to remember that you have to pair that with good service. Like if you're going to ask for more money, you have to require good service. And so as you bring people in on your teams, like that comes back to you training, um, you going through and and creating the right processes. That's something that we're working on this year is like, I need to do a lot of back end things to get Mm -hmm. us set up for success. I need to, when we bring people on, let them go through some type of legit training program, have something there for them to, to watch some tutorials on the properties that we're on, how we can do them. And so we're figuring all that out as we go. And that's why we share this uh, as we go throughout the uh, throughout the years uh, over time. This is our third year of the podcast. And it's like, we've. if you went back and listened to my first episode or second episode, like I would love to hear the difference in where I'm at now. Yeah. Like the way my brain thinks. Like mm-hmm. how long have you been doing uh, Long Care Power Moves? Has it been? Uh, a little over a year. Okay. And On the Attack is fairly new. A couple yeah, months. there's only seven episodes so yeah. far. So... But even then, like, go back and listen to that first episode of uh, long, of Power Moves. Oh, and, yeah. Like, they, how much has your life changed? Those those live, because it started as the live, yeah. the live show. Um, Just like your conversation. Yeah, things, as you develop skills, like, as you continue to put things into practice, because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Uh, I heard Eric Thomas say that practice don't make perfect practice makes permanent. And if you can, mm, can that's why if you practice bad, you're going to play like you practice. Yeah. You're going to be bad. Yeah. It's permanent. You creating permanent habits that, um, that sometimes you can never uh, get rid of. But damn, I forgot where I was going with that. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. That, that messed you up. That I happens to up. me all the time. No, I messed you up. You were on a roll and I messed you up. But that's so like, I'm thinking of if you, if you think of it, interrupt me. Uh, and and get your thought out there, but like the the practices makes permanent. That's so big because when you when you go to practice, whether 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 it be basketball, football, base, whatever sport it may be, maybe it uh, is you're you're sitting down to practice. In practice is a, um, I'm using it. I, I can't think of the word here, but it's meta meta. What is the word? Is it meta metaphorical? Is that the word? I don't know. It's a. He's, it's, he's I, not a scholar. They, no, I'm not. I, I'm not good with words when it comes to that. Metaphorically speaking, maybe that sounds makes it sound better. That if it, relative, um, where are we going, man? You got me all twisted up. How I didn't even say anything. No, at no, least no. at least you. He actually says something to me to mess my train of thought. No, I was quiet. No, because I, I got <laughs> one word that I cannot get stuck. Man, I'm stuck on it. But anyway, I'm saying the practice is the permanent. That's the, where I'm going with this thought is. So many guys, you sit down to practice, um, whether you're sending out estimates or um, billing or things like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't practice is not what I'm trying to get across. It's the act, taking the action of doing it. If you're doing it the wrong way, like if you're sitting down and you're invoicing seven days late and you're not yeah. billing on time or you're not sending estimates correctly. So when I say practicing, I just mean doing those repetitions. Uh, if you do all that wrong, then like you're going to that's going to create a very bad habit. And that's why I think so many guys struggle in businesses. You're gonna you're gonna create estimates the wrong way. Uh, you're gonna do this for so long, and that's why it's so hard to break. Yeah, and when you practice, this is what I was gonna say. When you practice, it takes the fear away because that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Why people don't get started? It takes the fear away. Uh, Michael Jordan, like I didn't shot this shot a thousand times, so mm-hmm. it's nothing when the clock is winding down and it's time for me to take the shot. It's the same thing when you say you're going to do something. If you've practiced doing that thing yeah. 
whenever you get in the game and that customer comes and says something to you, then you know what to say back. Yeah. And the reason I knew I had to practice doing that is because I was ill prepared and fear would immediately strike me as soon as a customer said something to me like, yo, well, the price went up this amount of money and I would be like, I don't know what my response is going to be. Mm. All right, we'll keep the price the same then. How did you overcome? I mean, is, are, aside from practicing, how I got did you overcome pissed. fear? Pissed off. You got you get mad. And I got tired of coming to people's houses and they treat me like I'm a peasant. They never considered the fact that I would make way more money than them. Yeah. Like you're as, cutting their grass. Yeah, what are you like, talking about? And I'm cutting your grass in 15 minutes and you're paying me $60 for it. All right. Equate that to an hour. Now, they're not doing that. All they see is a guy who came and cut their grass in 15 minutes, and I'm just a grass cutter to them because they work at a bank. You know? When that person comes to me now, like, I got tired of feeling that feeling, and I changed my mind. I was like, you know what? They can feel how they want to feel. I don't care. Now, I'm going to do what I want to do. And they're either going to fall in line or off with their head. I have no time for customers who look down on me now. And it was that. So I had to practice. If they come to me like this because it makes me so mad that they feel this way about me, if if I talk to them with the anger that I have because they feel that, because I perceive that they feel that way about me, I'm going to be unprofessional. So I have to go in here and get my reps in in this mirror for when this lady tells me I ain't worth this and I know I am, you know? So I practiced and practiced and practiced. And then whenever that came, that it was time to hit that last second shot. And they, they asked me about that price. I had the reasons. And then there wasn't any fear anymore because after I did it one time, it was less fear. Second time, even less fear. The third time, almost no fear. The fourth time, no fear. And now, you're playing my game. That's how it works. So that's <laughs> that's how game. I got over it, man. Hey, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, repetition is the key to learning. You've heard that a million times. That's why but sports is so synonymous to me with what we do, and just business in general is is practice, 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 practice. Game, practice, practice, practice. I fell in love with the practice of the stuff because the games are easy now. Perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. Like practice doesn't make perfect. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna use that term, throw that in there. Like, um, and and that's the that's the thing. If you if you practice the wrong going up on the, I heard you saying a story the other night. Like leaving off your right foot for a right handed layup. Like, dude, that's not how you play basketball. Like, right. You're not supposed to shoot the ball that way. And if that's how you practice, though, that's how you're gonna start playing the game. Yeah. And so, uh, you got to practice correctly. Yeah, when you do that. And the crazy thing is too is sometimes you might have to jump off your right foot yeah. to make the right-handed layup an adjustment. You know, you might have to adjust. You wouldn't know that though if you never practiced. Yeah. Because there's certain situations to do that, right? So a perfect example of that is this. Everyone on my residential side is card on foul except for two people. Why are those two people not? Because they've never given me a reason from the beginning when I was doing it the other way. Yeah, before you switched. Right. So these two people are the only two people that are not called on foul because they've never missed a shot. Yeah. 
Every single time it's their time to shoot the shot, they make it. And so I felt like, why should I? Why should I make them, them these people who are great, why should they be the people that I have to change? You know, I, I don't remember where I was going. No, with that's that. good though. I mean, that's there's no point to make them, like if they're if they're loyal to you, they're they're proving that they respect your services, right? And they respect the, the request that you asked. And like, they're honestly probably the customer that if you said, "Hey, can we go to a card on file?" They probably would, yeah. Just because if they're that diligent to paying on time, then they realize like they appreciate your service, right? But I can see what you're saying there. Like, if they pay you, you get your money. Cash flow's good. There's no need. And yeah. So on a small scale. Now moving forward, you bring everything in. Anybody comes in new, everyone coming in on card on file. Card on file, no so, exceptions. What is uh what what's like your biggest most transformative thing you think you did in your business to um, get you to the point of where you are living a happy life now? Stop trying to impress people that don't live under my roof. My my, my wife, my kids, they matter. Nobody else does. Their opinions, I'm saying. Yeah. All people matter as a human person. But your opinion don't mean nothing to me. The only opinions that matter is my wife and my kids. Um, outside of that, I'm happy. If they're good, I'm good. Uh, the customer, if the customer's good, I'm good. I don't do things that I don't like doing. Stress-free is, is possibly as possible as I can be. Yeah. I want to be as stress-free as possible. So um, I don't do things I don't want to do. I don't try to do landscape designs. I'm not telling a lady, you know, you should put this plant here versus that plant there. I don't have those skills. I don't care to learn them. That's not what my goal is. I like to cut grass, do the maintenance side of things, and I stick to that. Jonathan Potosnik said today, he's like, stay focused. He's like, focus on that one thing. That has been the biggest uh, thing that I have done before I even knew the lawn care millionaire felt that way, right? Was I just focused. I, I had a conversation with my brother um, while I was on vacation. And I was like, well, if we continue, and we start something and then we stop it. Then we start something and then we stop it and then we start something and then we stop it. We're never going to get to where we want to get to. I became a uh, good basketball player in my area because I was focused solely on basketball. But this is why it's been such a big, impactful thing in my life. Uh, sports has is because I realized that I could take the same practices that I was doing to be good at sports. Well, basketball in particular and apply it to this. And I said to him, why was I a good basketball player? Because I only played basketball. Yeah. And whenever I was really, really struggling in business and trying to figure out what do I want to do, do I want to do landscaping, whatever, I wasn't focused. I was all over the place. This, and then social media-wise, no one knew who I was. The second that I focused on, I like doing lawn maintenance. It don't matter what the world thinks. It doesn't matter if people say you can't make no money in mowing. It's what I like to do. And I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a way that I can make money. But I'm going to focus on this. And so I said to my brother, it's funny how when I focused on basketball, any basketball player in Pittsburgh knew who I was because I played in all the leagues all over. All right. And now, fast forward 20 years, most people know who I am in the green industry now. Because I focused on cutting grass. Yeah. 
so you just got to be focused. And that, that's been my biggest thing was just being focused. Long-winded answer. Stay but focused. Yeah, stay focused. Like and it. somehow I f- stayed focused on what the point of that one was yeah. <laughs> so I didn't lose my train of thought. There you go. No, that's good. I, I like it, guys. Uh, I hope that this episode brought some value to you. I mean, I think that getting around people like, like Cornell can really just change the way that you think about things. And that's always my goal is to get around people like you um, surround that and put put you in my circle of friends that I want to talk to, bounce ideas off of, and uh, just see how we can grow together. And I like seeing the future that you've got here in the green industry. And I think you're going to go some really, really big places. Uh, and super excited and, and proud to call you a friend. So well, I appreciate thanks it, for brother. Thanks for sitting down and doing an interview, man. Uh, and thanks to Naylor, like I said, for allowing us to come to this, uh, his uh, conference he's got going on. An amazing group of speakers that came in, a great, uh, a great audience that came and attended. And so thanks to uh, the Creator Clubhouse for allowing us to come in here and enjoy these studios. So might have to, we already talked. We have to go home and set up some of this on our own. So Heck yeah, bro. We'll see what we can come Heck up yeah. with. But uh, I'm excited for the future, guys. We've got a lot of big things coming in 24. It's going to be a great season ahead. If you're looking for uh, things to get your business up and running, like, guys, you got you got to get on it. Spring Rush is, is right around the corner. We're like six weeks away. Um, can you believe that? Like, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I like, hate the cold. I'll be mowing grass in six weeks. Less than six I weeks. I won't. You won't. Nah. But I will. Uh, March March 1, mowers hit the ground running. March uh, 1, we start March, our mulch madness, baby. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're still spring rush. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially. You're not mowing, but you're nah, still the, getting But the phones will really light up in March, man. Yeah. It goes from, like, in the winter, you know, on your Google thing, you could see, like, what your traffic Nobody's is. Nobody's looking. It's now. like... 45 people seeing you whatever yeah. and then soon as the spring comes it's like 8,000 people yep. are, are looking for you so zero to 100 real quick real quick yep so well guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did go leave us a big five star rating review hit the subscribe button here on youtube and uh let's wrap this one up so without any further ado thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching everybody here on the next one Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.